Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 8, Episodes 26 through to 30. Now, Chris, holy crap. How great is this series? <laughs> Dave, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. It... I watch it, and I know I said it last episode, and I said it on the Bachelorette episode we've just done, but I honestly thought we'd get maybe, not that it, it, we want, don't want the drama as we've had, but honestly, it just shows, and I say all the time, but no matter how old you are, we're all just fucking children, aren't we, Dave? Everyone's scoring <laughs> points. The older they are in this, I, I, I'm take, giving the guys on Love Island some credit here, because I was like, oh, it's ridiculous. We need some older people, you know, and people say, well, like, Bay, I said, Bay Belly Island, you know, where we, we see the you know, <laughs> normal people on there talking about uh, normal situations when they're mid-30s or whatever, but this has just been a different level. I've absolutely loved it, and I just think Nearly all the characters have annoyed me at some point. Some, let's say, every episode. But everyone's fucking annoyed me because they're just... Oh, they're just wankers one way or the other. But it's brilliant <laughs> to watch. It's absolutely brilliant. Such a gaggle of bastards, aren't they? I mean, all of them. I, 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 well, there's very few. I think Kerry and Johnny are probably the only couple... Patrick yes. and Belinda, maybe. You know, but outside of those four... You know, they're, they're just a bunch of fame-hungry bastards as well, aren't they? And like you say, we sort of thought, you know, because it's not Love Island, because they're not a bit younger, it's it's less obvious that they're just after the Instagram fame. Um, but yeah, where the hell did they get these people? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though, Dave? I, I do know a lot of Australian people. I've got a family live on that. And I've got to say, I love the frankness of the Aussies. Without yeah. a doubt, there's no, there's no, nobody's really. I mean, there's a couple who, who we're definitely going to talk about who are definitely there for fucking Instagram, OnlyFans, whatever the hell they're doing. They're just there for money. They're just OnlyFans. There. Oh, I didn't know. Is anyone on OnlyFans, Chris? I don't know, Dave. I'm just saying that that's the sort of career. <laughs> right, right. Got you. <laughs> what, got you. What you told me, Dave. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, like, they do. They, they have a career, don't they, where they can just make money after. But look at Liberty off in, uh, Instagram, off Love Island, Dave. Her first tweet was something like 25 grand she got once she left Love Island. You know, because of the whole Jake situation. So you've got there's a career there for all these guys. So. In the UK, I always feel like they're just they're protecting that all the time. That's why we called out Love Island because it just felt too too overproduced, and that the actual contestants were too worried about what was going to happen on the outside. There wasn't a lot of what we've got here. Whereas on this, they just go hell for leather. These are, you, there is definitely a couple looking at that end goal after the show, and I'm not saying that any. I mean, all of them have, somewhere have had a. a some sort of talent agency or they're with an agency and they said like do you want to go on this show they're, they're touting for contestants they've not just seen it in the paper or fucking seen an ad on Facebook they've, they've, they've genuinely somebody somewhere's give them a nudge who works in TV that's how these things work whether we like it or not you don't get on these things for nothing but it just feels more real. It feels like these guys have actually invested in the whole project of the show. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm invested. You know me. I'll call it out straight away. I feel that 
this has been a great experiment. People have had feelings for each other, and it's it's created relationships, good and bad relationships. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. Now, before we get into the details of of these different episodes, so we've got a couple of reunion episodes that we've got to watch, haven't we, Chris? So. Yeah. We've got two more episodes of maths, including this one. So we'll talk about the last, like, proper episodes, if you like. And then we'll, you know, hopefully the reunion will be on next week. And then I think we should do a bit of a where are they now kind of thing as well. Because I think some revelations have come out. Now, I'm going to put the blinkers on because someone had posted in our Facebook page. And it's like, oh, right. They're a douchebag as well. Um Yep. So, uh, but I, I'm going to avoid sort of speaking about that and just go off what's on the episodes. Yeah, I agree. So, so um, I mean, Chris, we started off, we had all, like, it was very Bachelor, wasn't it? It was like all the final dates. Um, I don't know if you've got anything to say about that, but um, really, for me, it all ramped up actually in the next episode when it was the boys and the girls not, had a night out. And uh, we get some of the old crowd coming back, and Sam storms in with a revelation. And apparently, every fucker in Australia knows that Bryce has got a girlfriend on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, Dave. It's the look Bryce gives to poor Melissa. I mean, Melissa, she's like a fucking punch bag. Every single person has just laid into that poor girl. She deserves... But these are not friends, Dave. They've, they've warned her once. Look, she's not listening. We've said it before. She's also to blame for accepting his behaviour. When he was an absolute bellend last week... And, look, I don't like Beck, Dave, because we've been called that. We've been called in a Beck. So I think that's my Man United hangover, David Beckham. But Beck... Um, <laughs> You know, she's been laying into him. Even even fucking Patrick's fucking put the boot in on Bryce. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it because he, he treats her with no respect. He, he just She's literally going to accept anything. We've said this before. She's going to accept any of his outrageous behaviour for some reason because she's so worried about being left on her own. She's finally got somebody after 12 years who actually wants her for her. And she's she's not willing to fucking compromise on that. And that's terrible for her. I, you know, I do feel for the girl. But in the same way, I'm like... You can't keep putting up with this. And he's a knobhead, Bryce. Like, he just... He looks at her with that fucking stupid fucking look and just looks as if to say, what are you going to do about it? It just... Mm. It's unbelievable. And, look, Sam comes in, and it's that same old shit, Dave. It's that absolute bullshit we've seen when it's like, I've got a friend. And he's like, well, how have you been in this situation to get to know it, 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 it all just seems like it's a fake story just created again to go up Bryce and Melissa it could be true but I'm going to call out Bryce's best friend Dave he's he after his five minutes of fame because you do not throw your best mate under the fucking bus and they keep saying it but his best mate spilled the whole tea to Sam yeah it's all fake yeah no problem yeah yeah do you want to go on a date it's like you absolutely if I was Bryce Dave no matter what he's done he'd be getting a clip round the ear because that is not how friends act together (laughs) I think Jason just largely wants to stay out of it doesn't he but he doesn't do a great job because he tells Alana stuff and it's like well you've now burdened her with that information I I think 
I mean, it was all played up, wasn't it? But it's not like it was a real revelation because Melissa's been told by almost everyone that Bryce has got a girl on the outside. And you can see yeah. that it's like she she's not stupid, so she must know. And she's choosing to ignore it, but it's harder to ignore it when everyone just keeps bringing it up. But um, yeah, my favourite, and I'm sure we'll come back to, to Bryce and Melissa again, but... Chris, out of all the episodes, my favourite bit, and he wasn't my favourite on the uh, on the show when he was there. Uh, to be fair, but Sam just constantly going, "Hey, guns out, guns out, hey, guns out." He's <laughs> like, it's his only joke, and he's like, "Hey, guns out." And I tell you what, Chris, when Bryce walks out, it's like a drinking game, isn't it? He just yeah. constantly is walking out. And then he's like, oh, I can't go back in now. It's like, oh, he ends up back in. And, and there was only one time when Jason was like, look, you can't go back in now. <laughs> you know, not again. Um, but yeah, he just constantly, he loves to storm out. And in fact, you know, jumping around a little bit, but there was a moment, I thought, when... Bryce just breaks down, doesn't he, in the room. He wants to leave the whole experiment. Again, this, the the net is encircled around him. He can't escape from his lies. But what he's not recognising is the fact that Melissa's still there and, like, you know, he's buying into his bullshit. But um, I think there was... Uh, I think there's supposed to be a part of you that feels a bit sorry for Bryce when he's crying his eyes out. But... All I could think, Chris, was he, he does have the emotional maturity of a 14-year-old boy. Oh, he, he, he is, Dave. Look, whatever happens, like you said, we'd be absolutely fucking on our arse pissed if, if we kept saying how many times is Bryce going to be storming off. Because as soon as he's... He'll, he'll argue with people, but when it gets to the point of when he's been sussed out or he has no, he has no comeback because he knows that they're true. He's, like you say, he's just a child. He just gets up and fucks off. I can imagine him, like when he, when he threw a drink on Sam, didn't he? I've got to say, he, I mean, calling him Gonzo, right? Look, it brought back a few fucking harsh memories for me, Dave. You know, <laughs> with the fucking with the old schnozio. But but it's not that. It, it's also one of them where you, you sort of like, well, how long is this going to go on? And Sam's an absolute cock, Dave. I, I'm sorry, he is. I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny. The Gonzo thing's funny because I've been called it. I, I get it. It's a good bit of a laugh. I may have even posted a picture of Gonzo with Melissa. Oh, yeah. That's that was my Sam found the picture. I don't know what it was on. I think it was on Instagram. I said, you've got to send it to me. So uh, I put it on our thing saying, Melissa's breaking his. Melissa's you know, found a new man sort of thing. <laughs> and it was a great Photoshop of Gonzo's head on Bryce. But look... And then he was calling fr- uh, fried rice, and I'm like, "Wow, Sam, you're a cut." Co- because Sam's a vicious little get. Yeah, he kept saying, fr- I, I, "Yeah, I, what does that uh, mean?" Fried rice, Bryce. I think he was trying to be a Cockney, oh, Cockney rhyming right, slang. Right. It was, it was terrible. But, but he, he, it was like, I don't like Sam at all. I mean, I'm not really a fan of Bryce, but to watch it as a spectacle, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But what gets me is, it's the incessant thing that everybody chirps in on Bryce and Melissa but then their relationships are fucking falling apart as well but they're <laughs> yeah. happy every single episode and that's where it really pissed me off towards the middle of the week I was like 
How many times are we going to recycle this? Melissa is not listening, whether you are right or not, whether you think you're doing good by her. It's overstepping the mark for me. Just shut the fuck up mm. and sort your own relationships out because everyone else's relationship is literally falling off a cliff. And that it's great. It shows the hypocrisy of people because they won't let it go. It's every time, let's get Bryce, let's get Bryce. And it just I think it just got too much for the guy in the end. And I'm not defending him at all, but I, I was getting pissed off watching it like, you can't sway Melissa, so shut up and concentrate on yourselves. Yeah. And she did, uh, Melissa did have a say, didn't she? You, you know, at one of the dinner parties to basically say, look, fuck off. I'm usually quiet, but all of you just stick out of our fucking business kind of thing. And everyone seemed to like respond to that and was like, well, yeah, okay, fair play. <laughs> but what I didn't like is when Bryce came back and, and they were like, oh, Melissa had a say and she was really good. Fuck off, you patronising fuckers. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah, it, it's, I, I, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's, it's sad, really. I mean, if you look at the other couples, Dave, going through the week, and I say the, the OGs come back, so you've got that sort of like, you know, I mean, come on, Coco and that as well, Dave. You know, that oh, outfit, God. Jesus, Jesus. You know what I mean? That was a hell of an outfit. You know what I mean? It's like... What she would literally lick herself. She's just a lollipop, isn't she, Dave? And and they were. I felt like the ones who come back all wanted that little bit extra because they knew that the TV time had been on the other couples who were still in the experiment. So so it was it was it was good. I mean, when Brett come back, made me laugh. Is the guys had reacted like he'd not seen him for weeks, and then Brett went, "I only saw him last week." You know, it was quite <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I, I and Sam, like male Sam. Um, really didn't like, you know, what Callum had been saying behind his back as well. And I, I thought, to be fair, if I was Callum, why would I go there? <laughs> because you've got Sam gunning for him. You've got female Sam gunning for him. Um, clearly didn't work out with Coco. Like we, we said at the time, there's no way Coco and Callum hadn't been sleeping together you could just yeah. see it it was oozing out of the camera um or the tv screen it was just so clear there was so much there but then they'd clearly got together um and then callum had done his <laughs> similar thing he just fucking ghosted her after a bit um so yeah he turned up late didn't he and i i just think i if I was you, mate, I'd have stayed off. <laughs> so, you know what, Dave? Sorry. I, I'm thinking, who the hell's Cal? Cal, you in Cameron? I was thinking, Is it Cameron? <laughs> it's Cameron, it Cam the, the, the Cameron gym guy. Callum, the gym Cameron. guy. Cam Basically, muscly yeah. Simon Pegg. That's him. That's Cameron. No, cause I, no, no I'm not trying to correct. Cameron. I'm saying, going, yeah, who yeah. the fuck's Callum? Who <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I Sorry. can see him in my mind's eye. I'm just... Uttering the words of someone else, yeah, which doesn't well, work very well on a podcast, does it? But he, no, no, no. He's, he's <laughs> a cock. He's, he's a cock. No, I'm with you. He's a cock, and he come in late. He's he's a bit arrogant. And look, the, the thing is with Sam, I think Sam really liked him, but also we're questioning again. I mean, we were on the BBC radio this week again with our friend Michelle, and it was one of them where I think Michelle said, 
the expert, and I went, Michelle, none of these guys are experts at all. <laughs> They're not. I mean, that guy, I don't know his bloody name, he's always smirking. When, when, if you, it, they always show like a, a shot, like a, a really wide angle shot from back from a distance, which shows everyone in the experiment and the, and the experts, Dave, and I'm doing the quotation fingers. And he's always pissing himself, but when they film him, he's dead serious. Like, can you explain that? You know, it's like he loves fucking spilling all the shit on this. And and you're right. As the week went on, all of the couples got back together. They they were sort of like uh, everyone was at the table. But again, it just turned into toxic shit. However, going on to the final commitment ceremony. Uh, you know, I, I love the way that they're obviously got to write the, the speeches like this, but it's always like, you know, they get together and at first it's like, yeah, basically, you're a massive see you next Tuesday and you and the music changes like, oh my God, it's all and then they go, but I, I really want to make a go of it. And it's like, yeah. it's the same thing they do it's all the time. bachelor though, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Absolutely bachelor 101. It is. Is any of them couples stand out, Dave? Any of the ceremonies, any shocks there? Uh, I thought Liam was an absolute prize fucking oh cock, to be quite God. honest. He, he was the worst for me. And I, I tell you what, Chris, he pissed me off probably more than anyone else on the show in that, in that split-second moment. Yeah. Because basically, he'd been a bit of a cock. Georgia was uh, asking him at the dinner party the, the episode before, you know, do you think your friends would accept me? And it, 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 he's like, no. Now, that, that's a bit hurtful, that, Chris. It's but terrible. on its own, I think, that, I think that is okay. What I really fucking took exception to is when he turns around to the rest of the room and he's like, well, what about you lot? When you first met her, you can't say she was like your cup of tea or I can't remember exactly the words he used now, but he was basically saying... Oh, you, you, you lot, your first impressions, you probably hated her as well. And I was like, you fucking see you next Tuesday. What an absolute bastard. And she'd gone away. She'd had a chat with her mum. She, you know, and her mum, you know, clearly had some good advice. She hasn't read the, uh, the reality TV rule book where you just have to give <laughs> shit advice. Seems to give some good advice there. And then Georgia, you know, gave him a few home truths, let him know that, you know, she, uh, uh, she had been hurt by all of this, but she'd said that she forgives him and, and wants to move on. Meanwhile, he is like, well, you don't know me at all. Fuck off. We're done. And I was just oh. like, you, you know what pissed me off, Chris? And I, and I will hand it over back to you in a sec. But what really fucking annoys me is, you know, he's gone on about you know being accepted and everything he's bisexual and she has you know just accepted that there's no question you know the, i did think it was funny she did ask about you know is he gonna miss dick in his life and, and what have you but um that was a bit harsh she's, that, just, yeah. she's just it wasn't quite the words i was expecting to be honest um but she's just accepted him and he's gone on about wanting to be a, uh, not judged whereas he is the most judgiest fucker on there Chris and it really fucking pissed me off yeah and you know what Dave I, I, that completely slipped my mind I thought his behaviour was disgusting what an arrogant prick an ab- absolute arrogant prick and 
The way he spoke to her was a disgrace. But in that dinner pie, when he said no, that is yeah. just so bad. So, so basically, what you're saying is that you're a judgmental fucker who's yeah. basically with a load of people who are a load of fucking um, also tell-tale fuckers. Also, also judgmental, but just just really nasty, really uh, bitchy with people. You, you you basically go off your first impression. That is a a horrible way to live and and also a horrible circle of people dave and, and i just yeah. felt and you i think you said it more than anything about liam didn't you say one episode he's, he's one of these fake good guys and and that's what i didn't like when he went with um oh what's he bloody called uh beck when him and beck teamed up at one point with melissa mm. and, and and i saw that side of him then and i was like oh you're a bit of a cock but the the ceremony Look, she tore into him, but I think she was right to stamp her ground and say, look, I'm not putting up with this. Yeah. And then the way he, he had no intention of going through that, and the way he stormed off, I was like, you are a fucking cock, an absolute cock. I, thought, I think you're right, out of all the couples, that was the one where I'm sat there and I'm like, wow, you deserve loads of shit for, like, off, off Georgia and that. And the, and the other contestants, <laughs> but I don't know whether if, if whatever happens in the reunion, and we haven't seen it, but I don't... I, it's like, I hope they call him out on it because his behaviour was a disgrace. Honestly, it was awful to see. And the poor girl was in bits. I think what irked me the most is just that that hypocrisy. It's, you know, it, he doesn't want to be judged. He's very quick, you know, very sensitive if someone you know, has a sniff of judging him. But it's okay for him to judge everyone else, including the yeah. person he's, you know, been coupled up with and having sex with for the last month or so. I, I just, it just really pissed me off. I thought it was, you know, uh, uh, one of the worst individual bits of behaviour. To be honest, Georgia far better off without him. To be honest. But, you know, what a fucking horrendous breakup, you know, literally leaving her at the standing at the altar there looking like a bit of a prick. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the worst one, I think, for me. Yeah, and, and, and when you look, we know how these things go. We know that it's always about what's going to happen afterwards, yeah, how you're going to sort of, what, what deals you're going to get, everything. I only felt watching it. I mean, Alana changed the mind of a flip of a coin, didn't she? That was she weird, wasn't fucking it? VT was. Yeah, well, I've had enough of him, and, and and I'm not doing the impression again because it was awful. Sam said it was <laughs> terrible, but but she she was saying like I've had time away from him. I've not missed him. Blah blah blah. Next minute, he says he loves her. Uh, me too. Yeah, let let's make that commitment. They make the commitment. That for me is a recipe for disaster. I don't know how these mm. guys end up, Dave, but I was thinking that is not the way to fucking decide that you're in a relationship just because he said he loves you you you've you've <laughs> you know what i mean you, she was ready to jilt him at, at the, the altar as such but i think the one that really got me and i'm sorry to go back on her but beck she fucking tore strips off jake and then all of a sudden was like i'm in it for the long haul and i'm thinking no you're not you're yeah. in it for the okay magazine fucking yeah, deal because yeah, yeah. this you these reunions are never filmed straight after you're going to milk this for a good few months when everyone still into the show they're going to be like oh let's go let's get them all together doing as much as you can i didn't believe that for one minute because there is nothing between her and jake you know what all through this week Jake was pissing me off, to be honest. I mean, at the end of last week, she said she wanted to leave. Jake said he was he wanted them to stay. I don't know why, because there is nothing there whatsoever. But 
you know, when one person says they want to stay, then, then they both have to stay. And then she started off the week. She had to go back home because her dog was ill, apparently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But she clearly just did not want to be there. She's not the greatest actress in the world, you know, when she's trying to put on the old fake tears. But the, the problem is, Jake is really starting to do my head in because he's like fucking Lloyd out of Dumb and Dumber, where... There's basically nothing she can say. You know, the line out of the movie was like, well, are you saying like one in, I think it's a hundred? And she says, more like one in a million. And then he gives himself a little smile and he says, so you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's like Jake. It's like, what are you fucking on? She despises you. When you go in to, to like give her a peck in the morning or something, she's flinching away from you. Yeah. There, there is just nothing there. And, and I thought, well, same thing as you. In that final kind of commitment ceremony, they, they, they know the cameras are rolling. And so, you know, do they want the happy ending on the show? You know, it's nothing to do, I don't think, with are they actually going to stay together. It's how do they want to finish the series off. And there was no other reason for me for Bex to do that, is is to just want to finish the, the season off on a high. And then, you know, after the show's finished, it's like, oh, yeah, we've decided to go our separate ways and whatever. Um, but, yeah, Jake was pissing me off, I must admit, with that whole fucking puppy dog thing. <laughs> it's funny, you know, because I I think there's almost the Melissa's about their relationship, isn't there? He, he literally just accepts everything of, of her behaviour, her, her reasoning behind anything. I mean, he, he's got a bit of a temper, not a temper, but he's got a bit of spunk behind him, I suppose. Dave, okay, that's an old word. <laughs> um, probably the wrong word. Not that sort of spunk, but but um, no, but he's got he, he has got something <laughs> behind. <laughs> It's a really bad choice of words, everyone. But uh, but he has got. You've never said that in podcasting for what three or four fucking years. He's got a bit of spunk behind him. Have you turned into a fucking Australian World War Two fucking... fucking Spitfire pilot? <laughs> yes, jolly spiffing. Got a lot of spunk behind him. Yes. Well, they used to say on Neighbours now he's a bit spunky. I'm sure they did, Dave, in the eighties. But anyway, I was trying to go Aussie, trying to go hip. Wreck off, you bloody drunk. Wreck off, you drunk. I have been watching all these reality TV shows and no one speaks like 1980s (laughs) Neighbours. I don't get it. (laughs) Des Clark's going to come in and bounce her, right? Anyway, just Dave. from Mrs. Mangle. So sorry, (laughs) you just got me (laughs) (laughs) It's probably a really bad choice of word. But anyway... Fucking idiot I am. Right, anyway, come on, carry on. So, he, he will stand up for himself, but I think you're right. I, th- I think as it's gone on, it's like, Jake, have a bit of respect for yourself. We're all crying out at Melissa for the same. And that's what I think frustrates me about Bex more than anything, is she's treating Jake the way that Bryce is treating Melissa. But it's acceptable because they, they've not got any tea on fucking Beck, have they? So she, she's going on. She's not going under the radar, but p- people in the experiment must see what she's doing. And anything Jake does, he, he's done nothing wrong at times, and she's just like laying into him. And I'm like, that's not a healthy relationship. Anything he does, Beck 
just basically turns up that dial to 100 to justify her behaviour, her hatred from your right. He makes a skin crawl. Every time there's some sort of interaction, you can see it's for the cameras. And, and you get that little glance as the camera's about to cut off of her, like, basically fucking shrugging her shoulders as if to say, oh, my God, get away from it. That's just the way it is. It's all bullshit. But I think watching Bryce and Melissa... It was nice when he said finally he loves her, but because it's Bryce, you're also thinking, is there going to be a letter somewhere from some other fucking flame that he's fucking left or something? Is there going to be something else before we go? I mean, that it ended really well. She was absolutely made up. He said he loved her, he missed her. I, I felt that was genuine, if I'm being honest, Dave. However, I'm still not believing that Bryce hasn't got some sort of relation or had some sort of relationship coming into this. Oh, it's, it's, there's no doubt, I don't think, is there? There's just too many. I, I mean, even the footage of his mates. When um, when the cameras were rolling and they'd had their, their little uh, dinner meeting, it was all very uncomfortable when Melissa asked his mates, you know, about the girlfriend waiting on the outside. And then his mates are basically saying, oh, yeah, yeah, he's totally lied to her. There's <laughs> no doubt for me. Bryce has I he's definitely had a girlfriend. Whether she remains his girlfriend while on the show is is a different thing. But um yeah, he, he totally has, one hundred percent. Like I say though, Melissa doesn't seem to be bothered or or she at least she wants to turn a blind eye to it. So uh you know that's that's her prerogative, I guess. I tell you what, Chris, this, this series is not the best advert for either girls or boys, I don't think. Because when Bryce just has to say, I love you, and then all the problems melt away, Jason says to Alana, you know, about how he loves her, and all the problems melt away. She was just about to ditch him, and then it's like, oh, he says he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake. You know, it, it's not showing a, 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 the best side of people, and it just shows how, how people can be manipulated and swayed, I guess. Yeah, and look, Dave, if these characters were on this show and everyone just married up and was like, oh, she's amazing, let's go on all these fucking Bachelor-style cheesy dates, it wouldn't be what it is, would it? You know, I, I'm absolutely gagging now to watch... Well, whenever the new series, Series 9 comes out, but I do want to sort of maybe go back where we said this, maybe Series 7, but it's just fantastic TV. The Aussie casting's great. I mean, we watched the UK one. That's our first real full series intro into this, Whether irrespective of the podcast and that. Like I said, we've both seen little bits here and there. I remember you sending me clips last year about it, saying like it's proper kicking off, and you'd sent me like a dinner party, similar <laughs> to what we've got here, and I was like, holy shit, we need to watch this, but we've never... We've never had a chance because obviously all the stuff that we review and everything across our other shows and just life. So we've never done it. But this was brilliant. The UK one. Yeah, all right. We, there was a few bad characters in there and everything. But it was like they'd not read the memo. They should at least watch the US, uh, the Australian version and then see. I mean, I don't know. If this, this, is there a US version of this, Dave? Because I can't imagine it I would think, be as gritty as this. I think so. But I think, to be honest, the Australian one is the gold standard. Yes. I, I've watched yeah. um, some of the older seasons of Married at First Sight, and it, it was very much cut from the same cloth as the UK one, where it was all very serious. They'd have, say, three 
couples and you know it's about them kind of going through their journey moving in together and stuff like this chris it's the dinner parties it's the interaction between the couples that is the extra special sauce that this one's got and uh, i know they had it with the uk but it's just not you just didn't have the same characters i don't think and you know we probably became broken records really because we were just it was the same characters just winding us up wasn't it like morag is the one that springs to mind but you know with this one they just go at each other you know there's no holes barred at all and so this has been a level up for me He's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. And I've got to say, I haven't looked at the schedule for next week, but the reunion, we're definitely going to be coming in hot on that one, Dave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the uh, couples we haven't discussed, Chris, so Belinda and Patrick, I mean, DC, uh, they seem to be all loved up, really, don't they? Yeah, they, they do, to be fair. A lot of the barriers that Belinda had said at the start of the, ep- you know, the, start of the series have been put down it looks like they've been getting jiggy with it as well which always helps <laughs> unlike jake and beck where there's been absolutely nothing over than the fucking couple of kissing <laughs> they've definitely been reading fucking uh, having a teen relationship jake and beck but yeah it seems to take to another another level i do like belinda when she calls patrick out she didn't like any of his behavior last week but the week before mm. with, with, in threat to bryce I, I don't think i mentioned it on the show but i really like the fact that she just didn't agree with him she went i don't agree with that i think it was wrong sort of how i'd said it was like they all had a point bryce nearly calling out but it went too far people just wouldn't yeah, let it go yeah. and patrick for some reason all of a sudden he's got a voice and and and, and I like he does just speak his mind, Dave. He absolutely speaks his mind. He's got and, no filter, has he? No, no. He's just <laughs> like, oh, that's that's wrong. Why didn't you say something? And everyone's like, mm. hey, and he, and he sits there sniggering. So it's quite an interesting social experiment because I think Belinda and Patrick were put together because I think at times they're socially awkward. They're very introvert, aren't they? They're very shy, and I think that's the, they've brought each other out. I mean, look, they, Belinda's they are. outfits are wacky as hell, Dave. I was just going to say, that they are both kind of introverted, but it's as if she kind of rebels against that and then puts these mad outfits on. That I've got to be honest, Chris, you know... You've got a daughter, I've got a couple of daughters. They're a bit older now, so I don't dress them in that stuff anymore. But, you know, when they were like six and stuff, to put them in a little ballet outfit or something like that, that that that's what you do with little girls. Or, you know, in the UK you do. And I guess here you do as well. But, yeah, I just found some of those things. Like the big fucking one-piece pink unitard thing. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I think she's making a statement, but I, I'm not sure it's like in the best taste either. I, I don't know. It just uh, it was loud and you know out there, but I I don't know. I don't think it particularly looked good either. No, interesting. But but they they're happy together. They they went off, didn't they? They did the business. You know, fair play to them. Let's see in the reunion, you know, hopefully they're still together, Dave, because they, they've got something. I think Alana and Jason have got something. I know she changed their mind. They've got passion there. They're always going on about this wonderful sex life they've got. And that really... They're too that's fucking a- toxic. They have great sex, but they're too fucking toxic. So I know they stayed together, like, skin of the teeth right at the end, but fucking hell, there's no way they're staying together. 
No, no, but I'm saying, though, there is something between them, whether it's it's toxic or not. There's a passion there as a, in the couple. So let's see with that one. Bryce and Melissa, I don't know which way it's going to go. I'm half expecting we get to the reunion. There's another three women step forward that he was fucking on Tinder with or something. I'm, I'm sure of it. There's going to be some <laughs> daffing. Beck and Jake, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're not even fucking talking to each other by we get to the reunion, Dave. I just don't think... I think once her mum gets her claws back into her, that's it. She's fucked. Uh, there's, oh, yeah, there's no... Yeah. There's nothing there. Um, and obviously, Liam and Georgia, well, let's just say... <laughs> That is not going to go anywhere. That ended up from nowhere being the most toxic ending to any of the relationships. I was expecting Beck and uh, Jake to be the one, and it wasn't. It was That took me by surprise, like we said earlier. Yeah, you know what? I, I just hope that he kind of reflects on that and goes, you know what, sort of overreacted there. I was a bit of a yeah. dick. Yeah. You know, we can all yeah. do that, can't we? we can both of course we can. All look back and go... You know what? That that wasn't the best version of me, and uh, you know I was, I was a bit out of order there. I hope he looks back and sees it like that. But I, I, I think you'd spotted it a bit more than me last week with him. That you know he is so judgy. Um, maybe he won't, but let's see. Fingers crossed. I hope he does. Yeah, and also, Dave, that's another score for the reality radar as well, because I think that may have just gone on the radar there with Liam. <laughs> All right, you're right, yeah. that one. You're claiming yeah. that one, are you? <laughs> it's the only one I got right, I think. But anyway, big thank you to everybody this week, guys. As always, really good. We've just got our Bachelorette episode out, season four. We've just done a review on that one, so it is on the podcast feed. If you want to follow us on social media, at CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And also... Big thank you to our Patreon, so patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast if you want to follow us. Now, Dave, we did actually get, and I will do the roll call of honour, so I think we did actually get an email this week, Dave. So I'm oh, going nice. to uh, read this one out. So this one is from our good friend Claire. So she said, hi, Chris and Dave. I just wanted to let you know how much I love your podcast and now even watch shows I wouldn't normally just to listen to your podcast after. Your interaction with each other is so funny and natural and your patter is priceless. I was wondering if you would consider doing anything on 90 Day Fiancé or the shit show that is love after lockup. That is so, so <laughs> bad. I'm sure you would get lots of material from it. Thanks again. Really enjoying your work. Best regards, Claire. So thank you, Claire. That's a great email. You know what? I, my daughter had shown me uh, some of the YouTube clips of that 90 Day Fiance, and, and I've not watched the whole, uh, like a whole episode, but they had this guy, Ed, on. And uh, Chris, it, it does look like a car crash, to be honest. It's big, fat guy, Ed. <laughs> and he's with this, like, this Thai girl. And he's basically handed her like a toothbrush and toothpaste as um, as like a present. Oh, <laughs> he's saying, no. "Oh, your breath is not, you know, it's not pretty." And then he hands her some mouthwash as well. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so it looks like you know they they get the same fucking reality TV. Uh, personalities, let me put it that way, that uh, that they do on Married on First Sight Australia. Oh so, yeah, I, I think, Christ, we need to catch up with bloody Love Island Australia first, don't we? <laughs> we're holding <laughs> off that one. We need to get the reunions out of the way. And, and then, then do we'll it, start yeah. And, uh, yeah, we will. 
I think all the noises I've tried, I've, I've avoided spoilers, but I've seen like comments that like this season's really good and stuff. So it, once we get going on that, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, I will as well. And I'm the same because I follow on Facebook, I f- follow the social media for Love Island Australia. So I have to keep going past because I don't, I've literally, I think, I think watched like one episode. So I'm like, no, no, we're going to catch up. So yeah, I've, I've li- avoided everything. I haven't got a clue what's going on. And luckily, I've seen the chat on the, the Facebook and it's been great, but I haven't got involved in any of the conversations. I've just skimmed past it until we can catch up. So yeah, good stuff, Dave. So big thank you as always. Here's the old roll call of honour, guys. So we've got Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Claire, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green and Kent Gustafson. So thank you guys for everyone who supports the show, past and present. We really, really appreciate it. And if you do want to get involved in the chat, get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. Uh, we, have to, we have to be accepted into the group, but once you're in the group, it's just good fun and everyone just talks about reality TV. So really, really good stuff. So Mr Horrocks, it's time to enjoy your weekend, my friend. So make sure you do. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone for listening and sticking with us. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.